You're listening to Punisher Waterfowls, the Union 0430 podcast. Brought to you by Real Geese Decoys, the most technologically advanced silhouette decoy on the market. First Light, the best hunting gear on the planet. Go farther, stay longer. And Ducklander Calls, tradition, education, and quality. Built to hunt. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Union 0430. This is episode 162. And if you're watching, um, you can see we we managed to to stop someone's scout tonight and uh, managed to to get them to to pull off on the side of the road and have a chat with us. So we've got Aaron Odell with us tonight. Um, Ontario boy, but guiding out west right now so just just set up uh helped a young fella get set up a, a younger guide and uh and he's scouting and thought he would uh, come on and have a chance and have a chat with us so thanks for coming on Aaron, buddy no yeah i uh i really appreciate appreciate your time I mean, yeah this no, is great. no worries i wanted to, to take a, a quick moment to thank our before we get going here um, it's something that I I never do, but I, I really should be doing it, and that is um, taking a moment just to thank our sponsors for the show, which is uh, First Light, Real Geese, and Ducklander Calls. Um, without them, uh, this would be real hard to do, so um, thanks to them. So, Aaron, buddy, we've got a pile of people listening. In Ontario right now, the temperatures are just absolutely insane and we're not going to see any migration anytime soon it looks like what's it looking like out in alberta buddy yeah that's what i hear um i got people back home everybody's saying that uh hunting's been tough they're hunting in t-shirts tank tops like it's really tough right now to track birds not a lot of crop even down no well, um, I, dro- I drove uh, around today i seen bean i seen beans being taken off um but that's the first day I've seen beans taken off. Now we've got a bunch of rain coming up for the next week and a half. So maybe they're trying to get them off before, uh, before the ground gets saturated, but it was 27 degrees Celsius here today. So that's, uh, that's about 90 degrees Fahrenheit, I think. Um, so, you know, we're, we're in the first, the first week of October, we shouldn't be having those temperatures no yeah it's crazy uh up here we're seeing like it's been real warm too like i mean right now it's seven because we had some crazy wind rolling through right but i mean we've been up in the high teens the past i mean since the season started pretty much and uh same with not a lot of crop coming down quick mostly just barley we're just starting to see corn coming down now okay um a little bit i'm sitting in front of a cornfield still standing right now but um the migration's definitely been, I think, slower this year, um, yeah. but still a good hatch. The bird numbers are still there. Um, yeah. I mean, we're seeing speckle bellies like crazy right now. Really? We, um, uh, just, yeah, they seem to be flooding this area. We, uh, we seen a report earlier in the year, and I think it was Delta that put it out. So probably like a month and a half, two months ago. And they were saying that we had a really, really good hatch um, this this uh, this spring. So um, duck numbers should be up. Um, talking to a few fellas that I know that are that are out hunting right now, and and other guides that are out there, 
Um, they're saying the same thing about specs, like just tons of specs, snows, like tons of snows uh, around right now. Um, Canada's they haven't been seeing. Obviously, the migration haven't started yet, so no Canada's yeah. coming down from the north yet. No, yeah, we're still even seeing a lot of those local geese. A lot of those, yeah. um, I mean, since September first, a lot of those geese that are still here, the Canada's they've seen every decoy spread, every blind <laughs> setup. <laughs> from here to uh, Northwest Territories. Like they've seen it all so far. So until we get some of these cold weather birds to push in and with this North wind we've got, I'm hoping that we start to see more birds and don't lose birds. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah if we get some more birds pushed in, the Canada's will, I mean, the ducks always follow. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, we got to, uh, you know, we were talking and stuff and, you know, you're from, you're from Ontario, um, originally from Ontario. You're out, you're out west guiding, and you've been doing it since you've been 18 years old. How old are you right now? Uh, I'm 23. Just turned 23 in June. 23. So five years you've been doing this um, since 18. Yeah, and years I was old. doing it for free before. Oh, awesome. Um, it's got to be pretty intimidating, I would think, as an 18 year old kid, um, to come out west. You know, and that this, and let's face it, this is where the big boys come out to play. This is where the serious money is spent on on hunting birds and and stuff like that. So, as an eighteen year old kid, um, and I didn't know yet that time, but I know what I was like at eighteen years old, and and I don't think I could have been able to, you know, guide a bunch of men. Um, and 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 it's a demanding, demanding job you know like what what was some of the early i guess uh early lessons that you learned at 18 yeah no for sure uh when i was 18 and uh i mean when i told my uh when i went to my mom and i said i'm gonna go i'm going to saskatchewan to uh meet a guy i've never met before who (laughs) i talked to online who has a lodge and the best goose hunting around and i get to sit in a field and call and I get to be on camera and I get to do all these cool events. And I was just ecstatic. But then I got in my truck to leave. Yeah. And I was shaking at the bits. I was terrified I to get there. I mean, I, I was course, excited, yeah. but I was terrified. I mean, you like to think that you're farther in the sport than you always are. And mm-hmm. I was thought I knew it all and I had the had the geese at my fingertips. I just needed the geese to be there. I just needed the birds. But boy was I did I get a wake up call when I got there? I bet. But uh, yeah, so I mean, so like, it's hard. First of all, you're away from home, so that's mm-hmm. like the biggest, the biggest thing. Um, and you start out slow, like you're scouting a lot to yeah. start. You're not in that blind every single day. You're not hunting every day that you get to. You're not shooting personally, right? Too yeah. either. Yeah. So it's uh, that's a huge lesson to sit, take back, and take the sport for what it is, and really mm-hmm. enjoy it. And uh, get to, I realized really quick that my enjoyment from the sport really comes from watching other people have their enjoyment, yeah. um, putting them on the birds, watching them shoot their first duck or first goose, first band, all those firsts and all those just being in the prime spot for, uh, for hunting, having yeah. those guys get to come and experience that. Some guys that have only ever shot six ducks, shot yeah. five every time they go out. It's, it's awesome. To see, that's where I fell in love with it with the guiding part of it. 
yeah like our uh one of our buddies that comes on the show here ryan bro he he was in saskatchewan and and guided with daryl gilbert with uh on garrows um and uh and ryan's from nova scotia and he went up there and uh and guided for a season and that was one of the things he had said that he had loved he just loved being out there watching everybody else the laughs and the and the I guess the winds when they would when they would triple up on on birds or they would knock down a a, a neck collar or, or whatever whatever that joy was he said he he got a he got a lot of satisfaction out of that from being the guide but the one thing you had said uh, when you were just talking there and this is I think this is something that's important for any aspiring guide um, that I think they need to understand because maybe it's not quite um laid out for them when they go out there but you had said you had spent a lot of time scouting like you're not going to be the 18 19 year old kid or the first season with a with an outfit and you're not going to get the honey hunts you're no. you're beating the roads right like you got you got to put your time in it's no different than any other job you got to put your time in and and show your ability and i guess just put your time in yeah, you definitely, you've got to have that time. And like, I mean, it all comes with time. Your knowledge all will all come with the experience. Yeah. But you've got to be able to, that first year, I'd say two years, you've got to show you when you've gone with the guy who's been doing it for five and you go into the field and he sets a decoy spread. Okay, well, now in the morning, that guy shouldn't have to set that decoy spread again. You should be able to go follow his game plan, know how he talks, set that spread for him while he deals with blinds, hide right more important stuff kind of keep the clients busy keep the clients out of the decoy spread right yeah <laughs> is what no, I like no, to say, absolutely and and that's, i mean uh, every guy's got the way they like to do it yeah no that's a that's something i don't think i've ever really thought of um and that's that's pretty interesting that you bring that up when you say you know if, if you're the i don't know i i i'll say the helper for for the for the actual yep. guide um you're expected to know these things because you're right. He's got other things on the go. He's got to get the hide set up. Um, he's got to get everybody brushed in, try to keep the clients out of the decoys and, and putting their touches on it and making sure that they're ready. The last thing he wants to do is have to deal with um, his helper, making sure that his helper is, is doing the things that he wants. Right. So that's, that's pretty interesting that you brought that up because I never really ever thought about it. But like we always say is uh, the sun waits for nobody in the morning. That sunrise <laughs> is going as fast as it feels like it. So yeah. you better keep up with it. Yeah. no, Because it's, it's a lot better to be looking at it than for it. So talk to, tell us about like, you know, 18 years old. So, and, and just correct me if I'm wrong here, but you know, you were graduating high school and then, you know, the world's at your fingertips. You, you got, you know, every option in the world available to you for you to go and do whatever it is. And, and at 18, you said, screw it. I'm, I'm going out West. This is, this is what I want to do. Um, you know, how did that, how did it come to that? Like, do you know what I mean? Like was college ever yeah. an idea? Yeah, no, uh, for sure. Like 
So when I was growing up, I was really into uh, like heavy equipment operating and yep. uh, construction, excavating to be exact, like more specific. But yep. uh, so I did that from like 12 years old all the way through because it gave me lots of time to hunt at night in the afternoons and stuff yep. Yep. and get out and meet farmers and whatnot. But uh, so I did that at a very pretty young age and all through high school. And I was dead set in grade nine that I'm weird. Fleming and Lindsay right near my yep. house has a great excavating program. And, uh, so I really wanted, I think I was going to do that. I was a stead set and going to get my ticket. I'm going to get red sealed. I'm going to work heavy equipment yep. and, uh, about grade, I want to say grade 10, uh, around we were playing hot, hot high school hockey and I was in the grind at work. Like we had been putting in 14 hour shifts. I was still going to school. Like I was doing co-op. So I was doing yep. 14 hour shifts, getting my credits and I was just crushed and trying to play hockey at night. And uh, one of the guys said, they're like, they're like, man, like, why don't you, uh, why don't you look into guiding? Why don't you look into like uh, making a career out of it? Like, I know that's what, like, you, you're really into hunting. Yeah. And I was like, ah, like, I think, I think you have to kind of get like brought into that. You gotta, your family's got to own a guide service or you've got to right. know someone like that's, that's pretty tough to make a career. And then I just kind of started looking into it a little bit more and talking okay. to some guys that I hunted with on the weekends. Yeah. And uh, so then after that uh, season of just grinding at work, I was like, I do not want to do this anymore. <laughs> and even on the good, even on the good days, the best days of it, yep. at the end of the day, like it's not what I want to do. I'm not the happiest. I like the happiest I am is when I'm hunting and when I take my buddies out and like they try to give me money for taking them out and getting them on a hunt. Yeah. So. Uh, ended up just looking into it. Went on, uh, went in on Indeed, found uh, a guide really? service that was looking for, looking for, looking for a guide. There you and, go, uh, everybody. Sorry, I, I I've just, gotten you off there, but there yeah, you go, no, go everybody. Ahead, go ahead. There you go. If if you're looking for a job, go on. I would never in a million years yeah. thought to go on Indeed. You know what's funny too is I uh, I went on there and I typed in. First, I typed in this hunting guide and yeah. I mean, nothing came up. And then yeah. I put, uh, uh, I think there was actually, I think there was some kayaking outfitters and stuff right. like that. Some whitewater right. stuff. So I'm like, ah, like whatever. I don't want a cabin tour. It's like, how do I be more specific? Yeah. So I just like, I looked up best waterfowl hunts and it came up and I, then I, I was 18. I didn't know they were called outfitters. I didn't know that was the thing. Right. And, um, so then once I learned, I'm like, okay, it's outfitting. This is kind of how the world works. Got a little bit more educated. I uh, found one of the guy's ads and I, I was like, I'm going to skip the middleman and I'm just going to call them. I'm yeah. not going to send them a resume on this app. I'm going to call him. His number's right here. Yeah. So I gave him a call and uh, Matt from Top Gun, he was great. He said, yeah, dude, um, all I want to hear is you send me a sound file of you banging on a call. Uh, you have your own pickup truck. You can get out here. Uh, be here for opener so i uh packed up and drove there for opener and honestly i've never looked back since i've now with the uh between the fishing lodge and the two hunting lodges and hopefully uh we, we got a hunts opening up in ontario this for next season that i've got a full career out of it now i'm full-time wow um guide now that's amazing no off -season. so 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 top gun outfitters um from 18 until now has been yep. has been the crew that you've been with they they took you on my your... main crew yeah yeah wow that's amazing so um yep. 
Now Matt and I got to shout out Matt and Jonathan Skaggs. Sorry there, but uh, Matt yeah. uh, Costa and Jonathan Skaggs have been the two uh, two biggest. And Jeremy Howard, like the three, they've been the biggest helps in my career and like teaching me the most. Awesome for sure. No, absolutely. Give them a shout out and 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 you know let people know about let people know about the outfit that you're with. You really piqued my interest when you said um, next year you're going to be doing some Ontario hunts. Yep. So, uh, so what's that? Are, are you guys planning on opening a lodge here or you're just going to be um, operating out of here? Yeah, me and a buddy are going to be operating under uh, Odell Outdoors in uh, mostly just southern Ontario. Right now, there's okay. really no dead set location. We're going to be traveling quite a bit and putting yeah. on hunts. I've got a few different places to stage lodging out of. Okay. Um, And then for the 2025 season, we're hoping to have turkey hunts also oh. on top of that. That's Spring. amazing, buddy. Good for you. Yeah. That's so. So then, um, so will you stay in Ontario all fall, or will you go out? Will you go out west for a bit and then come in Ontario? I'm definitely gonna be. I'll be in Saskatchewan for the. I can't miss it. Can't miss yeah, the beginning of the early season fall. It's too hard. I'm hooked now. I can't miss it. But. Of course. Uh, my buddy will be running the first early season, that early season goose hunt. Yeah. Uh, the first eight days or whatever. And um, then we'll be running probably the, the pretty much all of October in Ontario. Okay. Awesome. Sorry, buddy. I got the phone was blowing up there for a second. <laughs> for a second. Um, no, that, that's amazing, buddy. Um, I did want to talk to you about um, your dog, Rusty. And, and, <laughs> You know, this this whole idea, this guide life, like it, it, you're like a nomad, right? Like you, you're just constantly on the go. Like you've got a you've got a space where where you you've got a bed space where you where you sleep at night, but you're you're just on the go, and and it's a lot of days um, running the roads and and the bit. And um, I know, you know, and by no means am I a dog, and by no means am uh, or. or I shouldn't say, by no means am I a guide. Um, and I'm not running the roads like you, but you know, my dog is in the truck with me and, and she, and she is, she's, she's company. And, and I don't know, man, I tell my dog things I haven't told anybody else in the entire world. Um, and yet you get to, you know, travel around with your dog all the time. And then he is with you in the field and he does all the work with you. And then, you know what I mean? Like, it's gotta be a pretty special relationship that you and your dog has. No. Yeah, for sure. Uh, he's actually pretty, pretty cool story too. He's actually, uh, from Nebraska. Okay. I actually had to drive to Nebraska to get him. Okay. Um, he, uh, but yeah, he goes everywhere with me. He's in the field with me every hunt. I mean, there's not a situation that I don't figure it a way out to hide them and make them yeah. invisible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's uh, 19 months old and is going to be a killing dog. That's for sure. Wow, he he's is 19. 19 months and has really impressed me so far. Wow. That's impressive. So 19 months and, and he's, you know, and, and he's, his manners are good. Um, you know, when he's out hunting, he, he does what he's told. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it's, the the ceiling is is limitless for them right like it's all um as as you well know it's just repetition for dogs right so if you're just constantly, sure. 
if you're hunting him and and always setting him up for success, then then he's gonna be in an amazing dog, and he's gonna, you know, he's years and years of of tons of retrieves for you, and and riding shotgun in the truck with you. Yep, that's he's already put on lots of kilometers. That's for sure. Yeah, no doubt. I wanted to talk to you about, you know, you had said to me that you've been guiding, you know, you've been guiding for a long time and you do a lot of stuff, right? Like you're big game, you're, you're waterfowl, you're fishing. Um, you've been all over the place. You've been doing it for a long, long time, but, but ducks are still your passion. You know, how did, I, I know the area that you're from, um, and we're not, and and you're you you're not in a great flyway. Um, you'll see ducks, no. and you see, and you see some geese. There's some there's some agriculture in your area. Um, yeah, but it's still your passion, right? Of everything else that's on the go, it was it was those ducks, and that's what that's what called you west. And and here you are five years later, and you're still doing it, and and still. Listen, you're 25 years old, and you and you still look like you're 25 years old. So it it's been a good it's been a good run because I know some fellas that the guiding life can can take its toll on you, right? But um, how did that you know that that passion for ducks? How did that start from such an early age? Yeah, no, um, for sure. My first, uh, I was hooked like most people. My first ever duck hunt um i was with uh actually my my mom's brother my uncle he uh he asked me he just he was living with us at the time and he come to me and said uh do you want to go you want to come hunt with me and matt we're gonna hunt his pond behind his house come boy ducks flying around and you would you like to tag along i just got my hunting license i've been deer hunting with him since i was four i've been going with him since i was just a baby and uh so he's like yeah tag along come on i was like all right i'll come so I go with them and uh, we're sitting on the edge of a pond, no like blind, no hide. Yep. They never checked, like played the wind. They never set big decoy spreads. They just went out, sat on a pond and shot crossing ducks and yep. puddling ducks. And so I was standing there and we had, I think it was just lucky duck had just come out with, um, with the, the double pack of uh, spinners. You could get yep. the two little mini juniors. Yeah. And uh so my uncle had bought a set of those and thanks there. They're the coolest thing out there. Right. So we got them spinning in the hole two, maybe two, four packs out there with them. And, uh, these four wood ducks were just eating it up from across the pond coming low and slow and just coming straight into it. And he was like, this is no better time to take a shot. So he yeah. gives me the gun and I line them up and there, I got two out of the four. Yeah. So I was ecstatic. I think I was 12. I think I just got my hunt license. Yeah. I was so ecstatic and uh I got to watch his he had a lab at the time. I got to watch the dog go out and get them, bring them back. And I don't think we saw another duck fly all day the rest yeah. of that day. I think the guys at the other end of the pond shot too also. But uh we carried on. It was a great family thing. All of us got together, had a great time and from that night on, I went to him every day and was like, are you guys going again this weekend? Are you guys yeah. going again this weekend? I got to come. I got to come. Well, he wasn't avid at it, so he wasn't going. Yeah. So I called all my friends. I go, you guys got shotguns. Like, we got to go. We got to go find water. We got to go find somewhere we're allowed. Like, I don't know how we find out if it's legal, but we got to we gotta figure this stuff out, guys. Like, it's the yeah, yeah. most fun. You'll have the most fun. And I think I may have got one of my friends into it. The rest yeah. of them... 
said, no, thanks. This isn't for me. I don't want to freeze my butt off in a, <laughs> in a pond and, and Cortez. But like you said, we're not on the greatest flyway. So it was that, that's how I think I fell in love with it. It was chip and go yeah, and do what you can to find birds and get on birds. And it was really work. Like I really enjoyed the pursuit of it. It wasn't like, oh, everyone made it out to be, you go sit in a field and shoot your limit. Yeah. And then also at the end of the day, it's not about that. It's just like big game hunting. It's sitting in the camp with the guys, Absolutely. the people you surround yourself with. For me now, it's the clients in there. I mean, watching them have a great time. I mean, obviously I can't stand it if we have a bad hunt and that's not what of we course. shoot for or aim for. Of course. But it does happen. It's hunting. And when it yeah. does, it's still, I mean, the other night we had, like, we still had a good hunt. I mean, it wasn't great, but I posted about it and I said, like, you couldn't have met, had a better night with better people. Like they're just a group of great guys. And I look forward to being in the blind with them again. Right. And that's yeah. what it's all about to me. Yeah, no. that And I think, uh, and we've talked about it on this show a lot. And, and as a, as a guide, you would, I think you would appreciate it um, a lot more uh, as well. But ducks and geese, it's like chasing them and hunting them. It's such a social hunt, right? Like it's not like deer where you're up in a stand and you got to be quiet and and you got to sit still. Um, You know what I mean? Like you're able to talk, you're able to get up, move around when there's a lull in the battle, as I call it, and and the whole bit. And it is, it is a a very social and it's a very social hunt and it's also a very um it's a great hunt to pick at your buddies so especially when you know that one guy's been waiting for that stud drake um pintail to come in and and you know and and i and i say this be- from experience because as when i was in Saskatchewan and my buddy Daryl Gilbert He's like, okay, Damien, here he is. Here he is. Here's your pintail. And everybody sort of kind of put their guns down to let me get it. And of course I miss it. And then, <laughs> right? Because that there's no way I was yep, going to hit that. There's no way I was going to hit, hit that bird. There was too much pressure on me then. But then, you know, and that and then now you got now you got all your buddies that are making fun of you and having a laugh and 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 the whole bit like it it is it is a sport unlike any other and i get it when you said um you know your friends uh you couldn't get all of them into it because let's face it shitty weather is what we like the best for for birds and and i get it some people right. just don't but i would hazard to think that if if you were able to bring someone that's never ever hunted ducks and it's a horrible day weather-wise but it's a banger of a hunt i guarantee you they're hooked guarantee you they're hooked Snap. yeah 100 i've seen it i've watched it happen over and over and over again over the years and uh, like you said, a bit poking fun in the blind it's my favorite thing to see is when the guy brings his wife on the hunting trip she's yeah. never shot the shotgun she's shot at the skeets before they come never shot at a duck and you're watching them out of the corner of your eye and they're crushing birds all day and yeah, i mean awesome. the clients they don't know they think they're flock shooting they think they're all hitting them but you're watching and you're going your wife just outshot 
the poop out of you all day and you can't keep up. It never fails either every time. Or they do notice and they're pretty embarrassed about it. Their friends let them know about it. Hey, that's awesome, man, because uh, while I'm for, uh, I'm former military and, and it was always a thing for us, um, and, and we used to always say it, like women are naturally a better shot than men, right? Like they, they just, they don't overthink it. Um, they just, they just point shoot. They don't, they don't overthink it. So they're, they tend to be normally a, a better shot than what men is. So that's pretty funny. Cause I, I've never witnessed that where, uh, a couple is out hunting and then, you know, one is out shooting the other. Cause that, that would be pretty fun to be able to sit back and watch and throw that throw that shade at at the dude too right hey listen buds you might be uh you might be lying in the tooth at this duck hunting but your wife just outshot you all day (laughs) all day yeah yeah no that's awesome dude um i did want to i did want to talk to you about you know um especially for some young young guys girls because we've got we've got friends um ladies emily Emily Head uh, in Saskatchewan, who's guiding as well. Um, you know, like if if someone if someone come to me tomorrow and said, "Hey, Damien, I wanna I wanna get a job out west guiding." You know what? Has anything changed from when you started, as 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 in the process to get going with a guide out west? Oh, I wouldn't say the. No, I, that's a good, really good question. Uh, I, I wouldn't say that the, uh, the process has so much changed. Uh, um, I would say it might be easier to find an outfit now. Um, right. I see them popping up out here like crazy. It is not really? like the fires this year. They're just popping up everywhere. I can't believe it. Um, how people are getting to buy in the zones and whatnot. Because I mean, out west is a totally different game to Ontario. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean with zoning and whatnot but well, yeah uh, so let, no i'd say definitely yeah go no, for yeah, it go buddy ahead. sorry no no you go you keep no going. yeah just this uh the young lads like getting into it for sure like i think the process is still the same you've got to um i mean there's lots of guys that don't even advertise that they're looking for guides so i mean don't hesitate to get on the no guy's gonna get upset you email them asking for a job no one right. ever is going to be upset if you're asking them for a job right message them say hey I'm looking to get into this. I'm a first year. I may not be any you I may not be any use to you in the field. I want to yeah. learn. I got a I got a vehicle. I can put the miles on for you. You cover my gas. Nine yeah. times out of ten, that guy is gonna use you for that season as a scout. Yeah. Yeah. You just there you go. To me, that you just got your in. Yeah. Well be, and be loyal, be loyal to that guy, stick around, and you'll you'll make it. That's a really good word that you just used, and one that that I find isn't in a lot of people's repertoire these days, and that's loyal and loyalty. Um, and listen, I get it. Like, especially if it's someone that's, that's been a dick to you or, or they've screwed you over and stuff. Yeah. Well, you don't, you don't owe that person any loyalty, but no. if the person has, has taken a chance on you, taken you under his or her wing and, and has taken the time to teach you, well, Hey, listen, you, you, you do, you do owe them something. Um, that's the way I feel about it anyways. I know some people will say, well, it's a job. They get, you know, they use me as an employee. I use them as a, as a, as a employer, but I don't know, man, like it, it, in this, it just seems like that's the attitude that you would have 
to have in order to succeed in in your line of work, right? Like there has to be some loyalty there because if there's no loyalty and that and that works both ways, right? From the guide and from the outfitter, um, that works yes. both ways. Like, buddy, it could be a long, cold drive home if if the outfitter just up and says, "Hey, yeah, this isn't working out." When you're in the middle of yep. when you're you know two hours north of Saskatoon, riding uh, with no money in your pocket. Yeah, you know what I mean, like that. So yeah, man, like the, the, it is loyalty. You need to have it. And you got to have a work ethic, right? And yeah, under- for sure. And understanding that you're not going to get the honey hunts your first season. Like you, you gotta, you gotta beat the roads, and you gotta show that you can, yeah. that you can do it, right? That's the. But you just said it right there. The biggest thing is, is you got to show that you want to do it, and you want to be there. You want to learn, and that you are learning. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just so you have the dedication to be there every day, every year, every season. You're checking up with them throughout the off season. Hey, we still good for this year. We got lots of clients booking. Yeah. Um, can I post anything for you? Get some, get the word out. What dates do we have? Do I need to book for you? Yeah. Those guys will, those guys will help you out for that stuff too. And, and I mean, and, experience ain't free. No, no, of course, of course not. Um, you had mentioned it like when you, when you talked about, you know, Top Gun outfitting and, and like they're out of the States and out of Canada as well. And they've been doing this for a long time. Right. So, yeah. Um, it's it's their name and and i'm not sure if people you know when it comes to clients and and the clients flying in or coming in from wherever it is that they come in from um it doesn't matter but at the end of the day they're paying a premium dollar um to be given the best chance at shooting birds because it is hunting like you said sometimes they're just not going to work for you or they're just not there but they even even when the birds aren't there, they expect the guide and the outfitter to do everything that is possible to make sure that, you know, they're getting on birds. And if the birds aren't there, then the birds aren't there. But it's not because of anything that the guide or the outfitter does. No. So, and that's what, and I don't know a whole ton about guides or outfitting uh, out west or anything like that. But what I do know is that um, people that come out there with an outfit and they have a banger of a hunt, nine times out of ten, they book for the next season. That is one of the most important things, I think, that I do know about this outfitting world is, is repeat and returning customers, returning clients. Because now yep. you you've created a relationship with them. Like I've got buddies that, you know, have guided out there one or two years, and they still stay in touch with some of their some of the clients that they've guided over the years. Yep. I uh, I actually guided at uh, my fishing lodge that I've been at uh, this summer. I guided a guy who was eighty six years old and had been coming to the lodge since he had been eighteen. Are you so whoa, that's crazy. And I, me and him were just the two of us for 10 days and he caught, uh, what was it? I think it was 18 fish over 20 pounds on a fly rod at 86. Wow. wow. Dude. But this guy had been, he'd been having a great time there for all those years. There's no reason for him to ever pick another lodge. 
He knew the guys, he got comfortable yeah. and he kept coming back. And like, we all have clients lists. Every guide has a client list. And that doesn't mean you're stealing those clients from the guy you work for at all. No. Because that guy might want to come and book a fishing trip with you or a bear hunt or whatever you do in your off season. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, that's what it's all about is giving those guys as much many good experiences throughout the year. Because I know guys that do every hunting trip is a guided experience and they do 50 a year, yeah, 30 a year all guided trips all with the same people usually you, you're repeat i think it's all hospitality and tourism too in general it's your repeat yeah. customers or everything right you're running a restaurant whatever you need Absolutely. those cottagers you need the you need that repeat customers you want to have a client base that you know are good you don't have to worry about shenanigans on the in your lodge or whatever yeah, you got absolutely well you got good that, guys and good group safety too right you know they're safe and and you had talked about it, and and by no means am I am I uh, making this out to be a bad thing, but you know when you said that there's a lot of a lot of outfits popping up here and there, right? And 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 I don't know how many is popping up out there, and, and I don't know much about it, but I would hazard to say that some of them are very, um, they're showing up one day, gone the next, um because they don't have they don't have the attitude for it right they don't have the customer first they don't have the customer first mentality uh or or the hey i better look after my crew mentality or else i can or, have all the birds or sorry to cut you off too yeah or the legal side of it or they're yeah. just not supposed to be there yeah that's true. a big big problem yeah, so let's talk about that because and and you can correct me if I'm wrong because I'll probably miss this up. But when I was in Saskatchewan hunting, the way it worked, at least this is the way I remember it, is in order to be an outfitter in Saskatchewan, you need to own a piece of property in Saskatchewan. So you needed to own a home or or something. You needed to have a piece of real estate. And if you had a piece yeah. of real estate in in saskatchewan well then that allowed you a certain i don't know area around where your real estate was and then that's where you were allowed to hunt and if there was other outfitters there well then you all sort of kind of shared the same area but it was a little bit of well joe is down here so i'm going to stay away from joe because joe's got his own thing down there and i'm up here by myself right. so i'll stick around up here is that really how it like is that am i saying that right yeah no you're pretty close like um so you know how the wmus work in yep. ontario yeah um that you've got your wmu zone so that's pretty much how it is in saskatchewan but so you can own once you own that chunk of real estate you can own multiple zones you can buy okay. in to multiple zones okay so you buy it's you have because of your lodge you have zone 247 well 246 goes for sale beside it to the east you buy 246 so now okay. you've got more range to kind of okay. move yeah but like you said there back when i started and it was kind of fading out and it's i think it's to me it's not where i am in saskatchewan but out in alberta i've noticed it a lot it's faded out the the camaraderie of the okay this guy's been kind of hunting this area for so many years yeah blah blah which i mean i get too you're not having good luck you might have to go you own the zone you're not gonna yeah. not go use it so if you got to yeah. push down but maybe you talk to them right what are the birds doing 
Yeah. When we work in Saskatchewan, we work with all the outfits around us. We yeah. run into them scouting. We see them at breakfast. We, oh, you guys got four shoots and we have three locked up. Our three are, I don't really trust them. What do you yeah. got? And like, or I'm going to screw up your hunt. You have something farther away that will push me farther away for sure. Yeah. I'll go hunt your field farther away. Yeah. Right, right. Like right. we all work together in our zones. Okay. And I think that's, that's cool. a huge, a huge, huge game changer for like, I know some guys in North Dakota that like it gets, it gets rough. There's nails against tires, trailers yeah. getting stolen. Just it's like warfare out there. And I mean, ever there is so much ag and yeah. water property in North America. There's no need to be pushing <laughs> and shoving over property funds. No, and 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 I I I agree with you. Um, I agree with you from my from my throne here in in Ontario, where um I don't get the I don't get the to take in what you're taking in, but no, you're right. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, you know what? I really can't, I really can't voice an opinion on it because it's not, it's not my area and I don't know it. Or it just, to me, it just seems like, like, well, Hey, if, if Aaron is, is hunting here, well, I'm just going to stay away from him because I, a, I don't need the bullshit in my life of Aaron getting mad at me because I'm, I'm too close to them. And, and I don't want my clients deal. I don't want my clients seeing any friction between me and another outfit. Like I, I, I just, I wouldn't want that. So I'm just going to, I'm going to sure. try and stay away and I'll try and help out. One of the things that I love and, and I love being able to help people out. Um, and so if I can, I, I love doing it, but especially out there man like there's so much like it is the prairie pothole region it is the duck factory right like there, there's a lot of space out there and for anybody that's never been to saskatchewan or alberta like you can watch your dog run away for days uh, that is not a joke that is not a there. joke you know um, uh, there is not an e-collar that makes it from quill lake to regina <laughs> and i can tell you that <laughs> Uh, that's awesome. But, um, so what are you seeing? Um, you know, what are you seeing the most of right now? Specs and snows? Uh, we actually, in our area, we're a little bit, we're about South, just 45 minutes South of Edmonton. Okay. So we get a lot of spill off birds off the flyway. Um, okay. in our, like in our good areas, a lot of good roosts up near us. So like Pigeon Lake, um, but a lot of these birds right now, we're seeing a lot of specks and a lot of specks and mallards right now have pushed okay. with this big wind. Um, our Canada's, we kind of lost a bit with the last wave with the storms that mm-hmm. we had, um, some rain. But uh, the snow geese are just starting to show up in numbers now okay. to us anyway. Okay. I know okay. down south, a bit of us, they're seeing them big, but yep. we're getting, starting to see the devils in some fields. Like I... I think I shot 15 or so the other day in the field, okay. just randomly come in with some specs. Yeah, I I kind of forgot there for a second that you're in Alberta now and that you're not in Saskatchewan. And the oh, last, yeah, I'll be in Saskatchewan shortly. And then, uh, yeah, so I had some buddies that were out in Saskatchewan last week or the week before, and they were they were heavy in like 10,000, yeah. 10, 15,000 birds on a field, right? So. Um, sent me some video yep. which absolutely got me um, yeah I, I was excited for him to, to say that yeah I got the itch and uh, so 
I yeah, I I I get it, buddy. Um, so so what's the plan? So how much longer do you have? So you've got this month for sure. Um, you've got the rest of October. Uh, November will you start to see a freeze up then? Yeah, yeah. Like November, we'll start to see uh, like well up here, like Sask between Sask and Alberta. November will likely have they'll have snow on the ground two weeks in. Yeah. Um, I mean, they'll, I mean, late October, they'll be seeing that frost layer and that real thick, like one inch crust in the morning and whatnot. Yeah. Um, I mean, makes for a killer hide, but it sucks if it's slow and you're sitting out there. Yeah. Um, but November definitely we'll start to see that water start to freeze, um, and birds start to push out, mm -hmm. but you'll still, I mean, I, I think there's still going to be a big batch of late migrators, just the way it's been warm all summer and yeah. They had a good, uh, they had a good batch. I, from what I talked to, I, from some, I talked to a few waterfowl researchers in Northwest Territories on my way home from the fishing lodge. Yeah. They all said that the berries on the tundra this year are up in none of it were out of control and that the snow geese were purple coming out of the berry bushes. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a good, so, that's a good thing. That is, but that means I, to me, that means they're going to hold, there's no reason for them to leave. They'll stay they would have stayed later yeah of course during, so yeah. i think we'll have a big late migration uh, that well that's that's great news it's great news for for the outfitters and, and it's great news for it's great news for canadians um because by that time all the american um clients well they're chasing the migration down right so um, yeah they'll already be south of the 49th and 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 following birds down so if we can keep them up here just a little bit longer, um, great for us. But um, I don't know, man. Uh, it's always it's always a crapshoot. You never know what they're what they're going to do. I think here uh, in in the area that I am in, I think we missed the migration two years in a row. I think they just they came so late that it was just, or they just passed straight over us and they didn't even stop to to hang out. Right. So it. it you're trying to you're trying to outsmart something with the brain the size of a pea and and for some reason they tend to be able to outsmart us every time and and it's just it's amazing really when you think about it it seems to never fail and like they i've been fooled by more birds than i care to admit <laughs> that's for sure that's awesome well buddy you know what we're getting close to that 60 minute mark and that flew by pretty quick um I want to thank you. I, I wanted to actually, before we go, I do want to bring this up because I thought it was super, super cool that you found us on social media, um, seen our posts, seen our stuff. And then you reached out to us and said, Hey man, I'm, I'm an Ontario boy. I'm out West guiding. Um, would you like me to come on and, and talk about hunting out west and i was like absolutely dude i would love it and and i can't thank you enough for for reaching out because not a lot of people do it and i think i think people think what they think that we'll say well no we're not interested or or whatever listen man like just shoot us a message if if you want to come on the show and if we can if we can do it you're going to come on the show and, and we'll talk about bird hunting. So I can't thank you enough, man, for, for reaching out to us and, and coming on and, and spending, spending an hour with us. 
No, yeah. I mean, it's awesome. I love, uh, I mean, I'm always listening to you guys while I'm out scouting or out now. Um, I love listening to the episodes. They're great. Um, I know a buddy of mine that I hang out with quite a bit now back home and do some hunting with was on uh, early, early when you guys yeah. started out there, like 50 early episodes, 50s. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, and, man. Uh, it, it, is a, it is a very small world when you when you sit back and you think about it because we're all everybody can connect with somebody somehow through, through somebody. Like yeah. it, it is, it is crazy. It is such a s- small, small world. So, um, I couldn't believe how close all you guys are. Like, I couldn't believe it. I was like, I've been in Ontario hunting all this time and oh, buddy, doing it, it practically on, practically on my own or with a few, few buddies, but yeah, no, no, dude, when you're, when you're back next fall, we're, uh, we're going to gear something up. That's for sure. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah, 100% we are. We're going to gear something up and we're going to have a ball of a time. Um, and uh, yeah, and uh, you just got to be careful. You might have somebody tagging along with you for most of the season here. So, um, but Aaron, buddy, thanks so much for coming on. Um, I, I really do appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you reaching out. I appreciate you listening to the show and, and liking it and, and the whole bit. Um, as we usually do, I'll give the last words to you and, uh, and we'll call her an episode. No. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, thanks for having me on. I mean, it was great to, uh, I mean, get a little bit of that guide point of view out. I don't think it's out there like a lot. I don't think yeah. a lot of guys under like know that you can even make a career out of it and that it is mm. a job. And, um, I mean, we always need more guys in it. Like it's one of those things. It's not, it's not a job that everybody's out there seeking. So, we always need guys. I mean, I appreciate letting me get on here and bullshit about it for a bit, but absolutely. Um, no, and and you and feel free anytime you want to come on. Just fire us a message, and and we'll have you on. But I th- I think it's important, um, for for a number of reasons because I think outfitters are important. I think outfitters um, put, dump a ton of money into the local economy. They provide a service that gets. Uh, you know, we get so many Americans that come up from south of the border that get to come up and hang out in our country and and take advantage of take advantage of our birds and and you know what and and they in turn spend money in their own DU Delta chapters and the whole bit to try and save that prairie pothole region, right? So it everything trickles down and and um so I'm thankful for the outfitters for that, but I'm also thankful for the fact that listen, it's a job that is not an easy job. Like I wish I could do it. I really, really wish I could. I wish I could, because I know I couldn't, I know I couldn't. Um, after two weeks, I think I'd be burnt out and I'd be just like, man, I, I just can't do this anymore. Um, so my hat goes off to you and to anybody that's thinking, um, about, about becoming a, uh, a guide. Hey, listen, reach out to me. I'll put you in touch with Aaron and you can ask him any yep. question that you want. And, and you know what, go check out Top Gun Outfitters as well. Check those guys out and, uh, and let them know that you heard about them on this podcast. And, uh, you heard Aaron talking about, um, you know, an 18 year old kid and being taken under their wing and, and being looked after. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Union 0430. Um, not experts will never claim to be just a bunch of dudes that love talking about bird hunting. Surround yourself with good people. Big love. Don't be a douchebag. Until next time.